Okay, I was trying to trick you into thinking you were standing in an elevator with Muzak playing. But it didn't work because you know where you are. You're on the Harlan Highway with me, your host, Harlan Williams. Yes. Thank you for being here, everybody. Uh, what a show today. Oh, my God. Celebrity races. Yes. Wait till you hear who's running in the Harland Highway celebrity races. I'll give you one one of the entries. President Donald Trump. Dello. So uh, it's going to be a great race. That's to, that's at the end of the show. But uh, at the beginning, we have some some phone calls from some pavement pounders. Uh, we also have an incredible, crazy news story about someone named Uncle Fat. Yeah, you'll never guess who Uncle Fat is. Okay? This is a funny story. Uh, Also, um, you know, I did a segment a while back about a little slice of life. You know, I I just recorded some people talking about donuts. And so now I've done it again. You know, someone requested another one. So, So you'll enjoy a little clip of me just having a little slice of life where I went out one night and uh, did a little something. You'll have to listen to hear what it is. It's simple, it's mundane, but maybe you'll get something out of it. I hope you do. We want you to, because this is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Sorry, I'm sorry to hear you're going through a rough time, a rough patch. That hurts my heart, man. I can hear it in your voice. Um, but you know what, my friend? If this podcast brings a little ray of light into your life during your rough time, if it keeps you going, if it keeps a smile on your face, that makes me happy. That That is one thing. That is beautiful. So that the podcast keeps you going is great. It's one of the things that keeps you going. But on a separate note, outside of the podcast, just me personally, Harland as a human being to another human being, um, we all feel for you. We all care about you. And I just want you to know that, uh, you know, we feel when you go through a rough time, when anyone goes through a rough time, and just want to offer a little bit of support and and hope and say, hey, everything's going to be okay. It's going to get better, man. Okay? We all go through these little valleys. Sometimes they're deeper than at other times, but uh, life is good. Life, life will course correct, 
and uh, keep your chin up, keep on smiling, and uh, hopefully uh, we can keep a, a little a little light in your heart and a smile on your face with the podcast. Thanks for reaching out, and uh, everything's going to be a-okay. All right? All right. Thanks for the call. Let's, you got another call, Raj? Hello. Hey, Arlen. This is uh, Frank from Chicago. Called you before. Uh, yeah, Monkey Girl episode. Um, you got clickbaited, bro. Just so you know, you, you maybe need to take a little bit of time. Uh, wait for that story to develop before you start to expand on it. Um, she uh, basically mentally challenged, had uh, some severe issues with her mental stability, and then you've got these wonderful Indians that just like to dump their wonderful daughters into the forest because they don't value them. Um, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. You know enough about that. And that's what she was subject to. So she was a burden, and they dumped her into the forest, and she was left to fend for herself, which is why she became emaciated. But uh, she's no great missing link or or anything like that. Um, it's actually a tragedy. Um, just wanted to make you aware of that, and maybe next time uh, you think twice before you... Um, I don't know, uh, decide that you're proclaiming some type of existential, uh, you know, achievement with, uh, with, with, with life and, uh, animals and humans and all that, because in reality, all it was, was, uh, some asshole not, uh, wanting to own up to the responsibilities. So, all right, buddy. Love you. Take care. Bye. Oh, Frank, 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 thank you for the call. Um, and uh, Frank's talking about a, a, a segment we did, uh, I don't know, about a month ago uh, where I interviewed Monkey Girl, and uh, it was a little girl that had been, uh, you know, lost or abandoned or whatever in the, in the jungles in India. And according to the story, she was raised by monkeys. And so we tried to talk to her, and she kind of talked like a monkey, and we didn't get very far. But uh, but Frank uh, obviously reached out and said, hey, whoa, that was a little insensitive, bro. I mean, you know, the backstory to that monkey girl was that, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of families will dump their, their, their girl children on the side of the road or in the forest or whatever because girls aren't as valuable as men in that society. And not only that, but Monkey Girl was mentally challenged and that's why she couldn't talk and blah, 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 which may all be true, Frank, but none of that was included in the story. The only story I read was that there was a mysterious girl found in the jungle raised by monkeys. She... She couldn't talk. She couldn't uh, eat human food and so on and so forth. So uh, hearing this new uh, information about it, of course, I'm sympathetic. Of course, that makes me sad, this poor girl. I, I figured there was something behind the story. But don't forget, we take stories in the news that could be tragic or could be uh, odd or could be extreme. And, you know, we twist them. We, we gnarl them. And we try to mine the comedy out of them. We don't uh, intentionally try to, uh, 
you know, be insensitive and hurt people, especially when, when uh, you know, we don't have the information on the whole story at a certain point. So, uh, you know, we take the premise of a, a monkey girl is kind of a funny premise. Uh, but, of course, we would never uh, stoop to, uh, you know, making fun of the fact that if she is mentally challenged, uh, you know, we, we start poking fun at that. No, 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 we don't do that. So uh, I appreciate the call. You got to lighten up a little. This is a comedy podcast. We're not out here to, uh, you know, be cruel and mean and hurtful. It's all about having fun, brother. But, uh, you know, I give you kudos for looking out for Monkey Girl. Um, You know, maybe you guys can, you know, nuzzle up and go for a banana split or something at Dairy Queen. I don't know, but. God bless monkey girl. Okay, thank you. And you know what? Speaking of of monkeys, Roger, I think we have a crazy news story about a monkey, don't we? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. We'll get out of the phone calls. Let's go right into a Harland Highway crazy news story. And guess what? It's about monkeys. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're Okay, here we go. It it doesn't get crazier than this. It probably does, but I like to say that just to build up the hype. Uh, here's the crazy uh, news story. Uh, morbidly obese Thai monkey named Uncle Fat put on diet after gorging on junk food. Oh, Uncle Fat. I think we all have an Uncle Fat, don't we? So here's the story from Bangkok. A morbidly obese wild monkey who gorged himself on junk food and soda left behind by tourists has been rescued and placed on a strict diet of lean, protein, fruits, and vegetables. Wildlife officials caught the chunky monkey, nicknamed Uncle Fat, by locals after photos of the animal started circulating on social media. Wild monkeys roam free in many parts of Thailand, attracting tourists who feed and play with the animals. Most of the monkeys are macaques or macaques, like Uncle Fat. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say the name without laughing. And they typically weigh around 20 pounds. Oh, this is rich. Uncle Fat weighs three times that, tipping the monkey scales at around 60 pounds. So Uncle Fat is fat. Officials say it was not easy to catch him. The wildlife official who conducted the capture and rescue said he was the leader of his pack, and when I tried to go in, I had to fight off a flock of other monkeys with sticks. The subordinate monkeys fed into Uncle Fat's bad habits. He had other monkeys and minions bringing food for him, but he would also redistribute it to younger monkeys. See? That's called bad parroting. That, not parroting, parroting. Parenting. Um, you know, monkey see, monkey do. You're going to sit around, uh, you know, if you're a monkey eating Pringles and drinking Dr. Pepper, guess what? Your kids are going to want to do it. A veterinarian in charge of the monkey's diet says he is now in critical condition where there is high risk of heart disease and diabetes. Sound familiar? Yeah, does it? I think we all know an Uncle Fat here in the United States of America. We might know an Uncle Fat, an Auntie Fat, a Nephew Fat, and a Niece Fat. 
and a brother and sister and a mother. There's a lot of fats here in America. Maybe they they should just start like a fat zoo, right? It could be sponsored by McDonald's or Burger King. Just go in and see, you know, probably make the rest of us feel good about ourselves. It's like, oh, look at the fat giraffe. Look at the 900-pound giraffe. I feel good about myself. Look at the two-ton hippo. Well, I guess the hippo's always two tons. That didn't work, but look at that. Uh, look at that 300-pound uh, gopher. Man. Hello, belly bloat. How's, how's your muffin top there, uh, three-toed sloth fatty? Uh, let's see here. Uncle Fat is believed to be 10 to 15 years old. To help him lose weight, his new diet is limited to 400 grams worth of lean protein, fruits, and vegetables twice a day. Officials said they hope that within a few months he can consider releasing him into the wild. She said Uncle Fat is an example of why people shouldn't feed wild monkeys unhealthy food. Well, how about us humans? Isn't Uncle Fat an example of why we shouldn't be eating unhealthy foods? It's okay for us, but God forbid a monkey gets fat. Let's let's race to its, uh, you know, let's race to its aid. They should put it on The Biggest Loser, man. Right, that show on on NBC, The Biggest Loser, where the all the fat people go to the fat ranch. Suddenly they're competing with a big fat macaw. Uncle Fat. What if Uncle Fat became the biggest loser, man? No, insecure. Every those fat people would be not only are they fat, but they lost a fat contest to a monkey named Uncle Fat. Yikes. Uh, lastly, the officials say they understand that people feel sorry for the monkeys and want to feed them when they see them, but they say, please don't feed them food that people like to eat snacks and soda. It is very bad for their health. And the problem is entirely man-made. I mean, I, shouldn't uncle fat literally be a poster child for, for us humans? And there's a picture of this guy in the story, and this monkey is fat. I mean, it looks like it's pregnant. Uncle Fat has a belly. It's like Marie Osmond with the the Jenny Craig uh, Weight Watchers belly bloat. You want to lose your belly bloat, Uncle Fat? Man. So there you go. Watch what you eat, or you're going to end up like Uncle Fat. Williams, three words. More donut talk. Okay, yes. Uh, Well, Donut Talk was a segment I did a few podcasts back where, you know, I I just played a clip of me having a conversation with a good old Southern gal about donuts. And, And kind of the premise of the clip was just like, Sometimes just those little, you know, uneventful, simple moments in life are just like the coolest, most entertaining, engaging things, even though they're so mundane and simple. 
And so instead of doing like a big, crazy, wild comedy segment, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just play a simple old conversation about donuts? And it was kind of fun, and I guess this gentleman uh, really enjoyed it. Right, sir? Three words. More donut talk. Okay, talk. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, listen, man, um, I don't have any more donut talk, but I, if you want another little slice of life-like moment, I'm happy to share that with you. Here's what happened. Uh, you know, another little slice of life. I hope you like this donut guy. But the other night, it was late. I hadn't had dinner yet. It was hot. The, you know, it was hot in L.A. The night was hot and balmy. And I was like, what do I want to eat? And I thought, man, what about a good old-fashioned, like, chili cheese dog, man? You know, with onions and relish and mayo. And, like, a nice cold Coke to wash it down, right? So it's like, yeah, man, that's the ticket. That's the old American way. So there's this place in Hollywood... On the world-famous Sunset Strip, Sunset Boulevard, there's a, a, a hot dog and hamburger joint called Carney's. And what's unique about Carney's is that it's on an old train car. They basically took a real train car, to, you know, towed it to the location, took it, took it off the truck, and plopped it down in a parking lot and turned it into like a hot dog and hamburger stand. So it's it's the the actual train car. It's the length of a train car. You go in and and there's the uh, the kitchen and the counter and the grill and then there's a a, a row of uh, of tables and chairs on the wall. So it's really kind of retro and cool and and the food's good and they have great hot dogs, man. You ever get those hot dogs where they 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 pack them in the skin so tight that when you bite them they kind of pop in your mouth. The skin like kind of pops. It almost crunches, and you can feel the the meat kind of explode out of the casing. I know, it sounds a little, you know what, but it's delicious. I like hot dogs like that, and Carney's has great hot dogs. So so I motored down there. I got my car, the windows open, the music blaring, the warm night breeze washing over my body, and I'm like hankering for a hot uh, chili cheese dog. And so I go into the place, and it's kind of cool because it's old and it's retro. And how often do you get to eat in a train car that's not on a train track, right? So I walk in, and, you know, L.A. is very L.A. And, uh, you know, as you know, a lot of musicians started here. One of them is Jim Morrison from The Doors. I don't know if there's any Doors fans here listening. I hope so because I love The Doors, and, uh, you know, Jim Morrison kind of grew up or lived right in the kind of the neighborhood, not too far from where this train car is. Uh, And I had to actually drive by Jim Morrison's house to get to the the, uh, train car, to Carney's. So I walk in, and I'm in a good mood, and I'm feeling good, and I'm, I'm ordering my cheese, chili cheese dog, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm listening, and I hear Riders on the Storm by the doors I can hear it like kicking in the background you know and it just it was one of those moments where it was like the perfect song for the perfect event you know I don't know how Riders on the Storm this kind of dark eerie kind of cowboy song somehow like mixes well with a chili cheese dog on a train car but just for whatever reason everything aligned and it just felt good, and I was in a good mood, and I got all chatty. I started, like, chatting it up with the guys that 
you know, we're flipping the burgers, and I was just in a good mood, and the, you know, I was tapping my head and singing along to Riders on the Storm. Bow, 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 bow. Into this house we're born. Bow, 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 bow. You know, it was just like, this is one of those moments where all these simple little elements came together, and, and I just found myself in a great, kind of really great, awesome, cool mood. Well, I got my chili cheese dog. So here's a little clip. I decided, you know what? I'm going to record this for my listeners and just capture this cheery little moment, unexpected moment in my life. And it's kind of like the donut thing. Just a fun little innocent slice of American life. More donut talk. Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't. Chili cheese, dog? Yes, extra chili. Nice hot buns, huh? Nice hot buns? Oh, sure. Kind of like my wife. Yeah. You want everything? Delicious cheese. Yeah. Nice plump wiener. Mayo, relish, onion. Light on the chili. Light on the chili. We don't want to, uh, you know, go too crazy. And some delicious onions. Yeah. Work of art, bro. That's like the Mona Lisa right there. If Mona Lisa had a wiener, that would be her wiener. <laughs> hey, do you want ketchup? Yeah, for the fries? Yeah. Got the doors playing in the background. It's good night at the hot dog stand. Oh yeah, the doors, baby. That's it. Here you go, sir. Thank you. Dude, awesome. Let me taste a fry. Test it. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Good job, man. Thank you. Thanks, boss. Take care. Into this world. Oh, man. The doors and a hot dog. Riders on the wiener, bro. Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. You know, I, I just let it play. I thought, should I talk over it? And I thought, no, I, I just wanted you guys to feel the ambiance. You know, you could hear the cash register. You could hear other people ordering. 
you know, you could you could just hear the sounds. If you want to go back and listen to it again, it's just, you know, it's just it's just like a moment. It's a moment in time. You can kind of hear the doors playing in the background. I don't know. You might be listening to it. What what the hell? What do you what are you wasting our time? But you know, it's just it's one of those moments if you're if you're rushing around at work or you're having a busy day, it's it's just like it's just like maybe you need to go find one of those moments, you know? Just go somewhere with no real agenda and just like kick back and, you know, go get a burger, go get a Chick-fil-A, go get a taco. But when you're in there, kind of like take in the atmosphere. Just don't go in and walk up and go, yeah, give me a taco. Yeah, I want thing and I want thing. And yeah, okay, see you later. Bye. Like maybe go in and kind of. Walk in slowly and look around and see who else is there and listen to the sounds and smell the smells and just, you know, take a moment to absorb your environment. Instead of just using the environment, be in the environment, be part of the environment, experience the environment. Instead of just passing through it, taste it, feel it, smell it, hear it, enjoy it. And, you know, it may seem like an insignificant little bit here, but maybe there's some real value in it. Maybe there's some, some real learning in it. That in all of our lives, we need to just be in the moment sometimes and find the joy in a small, simple moment. And what you couldn't see in that moment was, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to express it to, if you go back and listen to it, picture me just like, you ever have a moment where, you're, where your, your heart and your soul and your body just kind of filled with everything's good, everything's right in the world, everything feels cool and happy? Well, if you want to go back and listen to that little two-minute segment, that picture me just like everything's right in the world. I had no problems. I was just very happy and content. And I think it's interesting that I was able to catch that because those, those little moments are kind of gold, you know? You could get the promotion at work. You could buy the new car. You could get the bonus. You could whatever. But I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes those little silly, stupid moments that we kind of let go past us and think don't mean much, maybe sometimes they're the very best moments. So I want to thank my uh, my listener who enjoyed the same kind of story I told about the donuts for wanting a little more of this. And you know what? Maybe I'll do another one someday. So I hope you find your little golden moment. And when you do, just wallow in it and enjoy it. Williams, three words. More donut talk. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Holland Highway Celebrity Races. A beautiful day for the races today. And the celebrities are getting into their lanes. It looks like President Donald Trump, the uh, President of the United States of America, in lane one. He's roaring to go. And in lane two, Elon Musk, CEO and founder of Tesla Corporation and SpaceX. And in lane three, embattled congressman who was forced to retire, Anthony Weiner, in lane 
three and it looks like they're jockeying into position they're getting ready they look a little anxious oh they're bucking around they're chomping at the bit here we go and they're off they are off they are charging down the track here we go it looks like anthony wiener's out in front he's running he's charging hard his veiny little forehead pulsing and sweating and here comes Donald Trump, Donald Trump coming up from behind his long six foot frame pounding down the racetrack and Elon Musk is having a bit of trouble at the end of the track, it hold on he stopped, it looks like he's pulled out some kind of battery driven electric device, some kind of, it looks like a giant vibrator, Elon Musk has jumped on a vibrator, he's riding it down the track like Luke Skywalker in his air rider from Star Wars. He's trying to pass, but hold on, Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner has run into the crowd. He spotted some young underage girls. He stopped to chat with them while Donald Trump still keeps pounding down the track. Elon Musk coming in behind on his giant vibrator. But Anthony Weiner stopped. Oh my God, it looks like he's pulled down his pants in front of the young girls. He's pulling out his cell phone and he's taking pictures of his giant penis. Back to the track. Donald Trump sees Elon Musk coming up behind him on his giant flying vibrator. Donald Trump has stopped. He stopped in the middle of the track. He's doing something with his hair. It looks like, oh my goodness, it looks like he's weaved a giant wall to prevent Elon Musk from flying down the track. Donald Trump has put up a golden wall with his hair. And it looks like Anthony Weiner is texting. He's taking pictures and he's texting the young girls in the crowd. They are looking at their cell phones. They are screaming. They are screaming. The police are charging through the audience. And here comes Elon Musk. He's fixing it. Oh no, it looks like he's borrowing. He's borrowing under the ground. He's building some kind of tunnel under the ground to get around Donald Trump's wall of golden hair. And it looks like, oh my God, Donald Trump is running down the track. He's fallen, he's fallen, but don't be, oh, it looks like, hang on, some Russians. Some Russians have come out of the crowd to help Donald Trump. They're helping Donald Trump. The Russians are helping Donald Trump to his feet. And the Russians are running down the track with Donald Trump. And here comes Elon Musk. He's popped up the other side on his electric vibrator. And he's jumped off and he's strapped some jetpacks to his back. Oh my goodness, he's flying up into the sky. And Anthony Wien is being pulled off by the police. It looks like, oh my God, Donald Trump has turned around. He's stopped Elon Musk with his jetpacks. He's put a temporary ban on Donald, on Elon Musk flying down the track. And it looks like Elon Musk is tangled in the wall of golden hair. He's got a temporary band. The Russians are helping Donald Trump down the track to the final leg. Anthony Weiner's in handcuffs. Elon Musk, and it's Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump crosses the finish line. The president of the United States. My goodness, what a hard fought, exciting race today. Congratulations to President Donald Trump, Elon Musk is struggling in his, uh, sorry, Anthony Weiner is fighting the police. He's struggling as they put him in the back of a police car. And Elon Musk has, it looks like he's just fired off into space. We can't see him, we're looking to the skies and his rockets must have taken him somewhere far, far away. Another fine race here at the Holland Highway Celebrity Races. Thanks for joining. Until next time, I'm Charles Parsley. Whoa, wow, what a, uh, what a race. That was exciting. Holy God. Anthony Weiner. 
uh, Elon Musk and, and Donald Trump coming up at the end. Uh, I guess he got, got a little help from the Russians, put a temporary ban on Elon Musk, who was catching him, and uh, he built that wall, that wall of hair, to slow down the other competitors. Uh, wow. Good stuff. I don't think we, we, you know, can we get more exciting in the podcast than that? I think not. So why don't we just end it right there? Good good place to end it with the Harland Highway Celebrity Races. Uh, why don't we uh, do a few announcements here? Well, we can. Does that sound fun, everybody? Please, 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 if you live in the uh, Los Angeles area, San Diego, San Francisco, wherever, anywhere in California, or if you want to come in from another state, don't forget June 22nd. I will be taping my very next stand-up comedy special as Caramel Corn the Pug. That's right. I'm doing my whole show in the disguise of a dog, a pug to be specific. It is weird. It is twisted. I'll be putting some uh, some footage of, of uh, Caramel Corn in action up on the Internet uh, in the next few days. So if you want to see some of that stuff, join my Instagram, join my Twitter feed, join my Facebook and uh, you can see Caramel Corn in action. And if you like what you see, hell, you can come down and catch the whole special, man. It's going to be redonkulous. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, yeah, that's June 22nd at the Irvine Improv. Information at harlandwilliams.com. Okay? Sound good, everybody? And then uh, don't forget that... Uh, uh, we, I am going to be in uh, Tampa, Florida at the improv doing stand-up comedy this weekend. That's right. That's June 1st to June 4th, Monday, uh, Thursday through Sunday at the Tampa improv. Great club. Come on down and check it out. And then June 15th to June 18th, I will be in Brea, California, Brea, California, working it out there, doing some stand-up comedy. Should be a blast. Um, and then uh, I think that's it for a little while um, for the stand-up comedy. So those are my last two gigs before the summer, except for, you know, June 22nd when Carmel Corn the Pug rocks the house. We'll be doing two shows at the Irvine Improv, 7.30 and 9.45. And, uh, you know, come join, have some fun. Uh, tickets are 20 bucks, And, uh you get to see a dog doing stand-up comedy. Pretty cool, man. Uh, and also, uh, please get our free app so you can listen to the Harland Highway wherever you are. It's in the app store on your telephone. Just type in the Harland Highway, and boom, you've got the app for free. You get the 50 latest episodes of the Harland Highway. If you want all almost 900 episodes just join our premium membership. It's $20 a year, and you get almost 900 episodes of this podcast. That's a lot of bang for your buck. So uh, please join in. Thank you, all my premium members who are on there. Uh, some And, and I do uh, every now and then I throw in some bonus uh, premium content, stand-up comedy stuff, uh, stories, interviews, what have you. So uh, there should be more of that up soon. Also at harlanwilliams.com, please feel free to write me at three at uh, har at the uh, contact link, or if you want to phone me and and say stuff like more donut talk, you can do it. 
Uh, it's 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. And we have a cool store there if you want to buy some fun merchandise. Uh, feel free to go into the store and we will ship it on out to you, baby. So there you go. Uh, thanks for being here today. Tell, Please tell your friends about the Harland Highway podcast. We're trying to build our audience, build the numbers. We want everyone to enjoy the Harland Highway podcast. So if you're out to lunch or coffee or wherever with your friends, just say, hey, have you ever heard of the Harland Highway podcast? Yeah, it's really cool. It's free and it, you know, put a smile on your face and, you know, Try and mention it to them or text them the link or, you know, pass it on, man. We want everyone to get on the Harland Highway, and I want to keep building my listenership so the the bigger I can build my audience, the more things I can do. I could maybe even hire some staff, and that could lead to way better and more content for you guys. So please do your best to spread the word. Tweet it. Put it on your Instagram. Uh, every time I post uh, a show, please retweet it or repost it so that people on your chains, on your social media chains, can start to get familiar with it. Help us out, man. Help us out. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Pavement Pounders. Thank you for being here. Hope you had a fun time. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Three words. More donut talk. <laughs>